Hello, everyone, and welcome to Autism Stories, where we connect you with amazing people that help autistic adults and teens become more successful. I'm your host, Doug Bletcher, the founder of Autism Personal Code. What if workplace satisfaction could be improved with the creation of special interest groups at your workplace? On this episode of Autism Stories, Brian Dye, co-founder of Divergent, discusses how the creation of these special interest groups have been so important to his neurodiverse employees. We hope you enjoy today's conversation. Brian, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, Doug. Now, I'm a person that really enjoys learning from new people and new experiences. And I've never interviewed a data scientist for Autism Stories. So I'm wondering, where is the connection for you as a data scientist to the autism community? Well, to start, my background as a data scientist uh, was working within the healthcare technology space. And quite a bit of what we did is we built artificial intelligence products that really tried to predict and identify folks who might be good recipients of services. And so, so much of this artificial intelligence that we built was actually built off of human intelligence. Uh, They were tools that uh, were able to gain understanding and make predictions based off of learning from what human beings told it were the correct types of predictions. So what we noticed is that so much of this work was uh, being done and being satisfied by a, a community that was very well-suited and able to be really excellent uh, workers in this uh, type of uh, type of area. And what we also realized is that there is a, an opportunity to bring some of this type of work to the community. And a lot of this was actually born from uh, my experiences with my brother and seeing how this was a type of work that was both accessible, that was well uh, well equipped worldwide with its aptitude areas. And what we would want to start doing is is saying, could you actually start to bring a talent population that could actually be able to uh, perform well within this type of 21st century uh, type of work? And that was really the, the kind of light bulb moment when we said, you know, with data science, with artificial intelligence, machine learning, you know, there is that overlap with the autism community. Now, you founded, co-founded Divergent with the mission to pair those on the autism spectrum with companies looking for candidates who could work in data and artificial intelligence. What was your process, thinking back to the beginning, of hiring your first autistic employee? You know, the process was interesting. We started working from the very beginning with a trusted group of service providers. So our very first collaboration was with AHRC, uh, which is the uh, art chapter out of, out of New York City. Uh, and they actually helped us to uh, recruit and hire our first, uh, actually two employees uh, who were autistic. And what was really, really amazing about that is that as the company has grown, you know, our employees have grown with us. And it was really both a combination of Having a partner that we could continue to turn to, continue to build with, and that actually ended up becoming the model that we used to be able to source and recruit candidates on behalf of you know, the companies that we work with. And so 
hiring these uh, employees uh, in collaboration with our service provider partners is now the basis for which we also uh, encourage companies who are first exploring uh, hiring folks who are on the autism spectrum to be able to uh, to be able to uh, work uh, and incorporate that kind of a strategy into their own sourcing and hiring efforts. And so that's been something that was really a big success for us. Thinking about those companies that you encourage that are first exploring hiring autistic people, how have you come about in learning about their exploration um, interests? I think that's a really big point that you bring up, Doug, which is that the way that we think about it as virgin is that we actually need to be the ones that are accommodating for the autistic population because the reality is we need to be able to provide resources and tools that can be used you know, across the community. Uh, it should not be the case that this is about just a, a narrow subset or a small group that happens to be that happens to match today some predefined qualifications. What we do is we actually think more holistically uh, by providing a way to, uh, to be able to start building a profile across different uh, work and uh, vocational domains. So by that, what we, what we do is we have both assessments and uh, screenings that can be used to, to really start to get at what are some of the skills and interest areas that our candidates have, uh, and then use those self-reported information to be able to connect over to the opportunities that we've also been able to build out uh, with companies, with hiring platforms, with remote work platforms. Uh, this for us is about, you know, a person who would be a good fit for Divergent at the end of the day should be ideally anybody. And if that's what Divergent needs to be, is actually something that is of value to that person. In order for us to be of value, we have to actually go down to a point where we are understanding what that person wants and then linking that person back to the, uh, the opportunities and the projects and the trainings that can actually let them achieve their potential. So that might be sort of a, a, a bit of a roundabout way of saying that we think of ourselves as really good fits for, uh, for everyone because we more importantly try to get an understanding of each person and personalize uh, what those opportunities that might be fit based on that profile that they show to us. So it sounds like you really, a lot of companies talk about individualizing things, but it sounds like you really do go about doing that. And this is actually from direct feedback that we have received from self-advocates, from families, from service providers, that it, it really has to be this way. You know, there's not a... a there's sort of a, a perception and a feeling that you know that there is a, a way to generalize, you know, offer you know, singular traits. But I think the reality is, you know, we are also learning and we are also trying to be responsive to the community. And the, the thing that comes out to us loud and clear is that it needs to be individualized, it needs to be personalized. Uh, and that's you know, that's exactly how we, we build out our platform as well. So currently, how many autistic employees do you have, and what have you learned about the employment process from them? So right now, we have about 1,200 candidates who are across our pool. Uh, we source this across both our own direct outreach as well as our partnerships with about uh, now a little over uh, 90 uh, different provider organizations. I think what we've really learned from this whole process 
part about making sure that you're personalizing and, uh, and building up that individual specific experience. Uh, but it's also about bringing awareness into a broader corporate environment uh, that is both the enterprises for the large companies and the, you know, the Fortune 500s of the world, but also bringing this type of awareness to a much you know, larger set of smaller companies. And so this is really where we think about technology being a way to, to scale what we've seen as amazing models that have been set up by provider organizations, uh, by neurodiversity programs within the enterprise space. Uh, what we wanted to do was build a way for those organizations and those entities to take their models and be able to share them at a much bigger scale. So for us, what we've heard from our, from our employees, what we've heard from and learned from our processes is that the main thing here is bring awareness to a much broader audience. Uh, and once you bring that awareness, that actually leads the way to greater numbers of uh, office employees who may be able to enter the workforce because you brought that greater receptivity, that greater uh, awareness and greater you know, excitement from a much bigger pool of, of hiring managers, of companies. And, and that's something I think is uh, it, it's very unique to Divergent is that we provide that technology layer that is able to expand that capacity and expand that reach a lot of providers, a lot of families, a lot of self-advocates want to see in this space. From the outside looking in, it's, it seems like Divergent uh, provides candidates more than just a place of employment, but a culture of learning through developing skills in programming, graphic design, and marketing. So how do you go about teaching these skills? We do, do this in two ways. Uh, the first is that we have our own content library of both video-based and curriculum-based uh, trainings. And so these are a combination of our own uh, materials, our third-party collaborations, as well as content that's hosted on behalf of our provider partners. And so we're actually instructing folks uh, according to a syllabus that is created based on their feedback, based on their preferences, based on you know, also input that might come in from their support, support networks. Uh, we're being able to create a curriculum that is uh, responsive to uh, that kind of uh, set of preferences. Uh, and then the second area is that we provide a version of that, a program that can be used uh, service providers, or they can put divergent as a, really as a, almost like a, like a class or a course alongside some of their own day programming. Uh, so this type of uh, structure is really personalized, and we're able to use a, a curriculum setup uh, which is uh, individualized to the people on our platform based on their self-report, you know, their feedback, uh, insights that might be gathered from their coaches or from families or from teachers who are in their support circle. We are able to leverage that to get them onto uh, a, a curriculum that is well-suited to where they want to grow. Uh, and the second is that divergence also serves as a uh, program you know, that provides universities and education institutions uh, put as part of a, of a student's schedule. And so in this way, they might take Divergent as a way to gain some experience of work or to be able to connect to a broader community uh, of autistic and neurodiverse peers. Now, life is much more than about work, and it's also really 
about developing community, which is so important for all of us. I, I would say that autistic people often develop community through their shared interests or special interests. And that seems to be something Divergent seems to understand, as you have many shared interest groups through your company. What are some of those groups? This is where you know, members of our community will host you know, weekly discussions, uh, where folks might find uh, others who are interested in video games, uh, in anime, in cinema, film, uh, TV shows. Uh, trying to create these shared interest communities that are reflective of what is a very, very you know, broad set of interests across the community. So here, some of the groups that we've seen being the most popular in this activity are often within uh, the console and PC gaming uh, forums. You often have a lot of participation there, uh, a lot of interesting debates that happen on there, too. Uh, we also have uh, what is more of a kind of general water cooler. So the thought there is that not only do you necessarily have to give defined sharing those areas, you can also create protected safe spaces, which can just be more for free-form conversations about whatever is top of mind for folks. Uh, and I think these type of, uh, this type of hobby setup as well as this type of free-form setup are some of the most popular areas, areas of our uh, community today. Uh, and what we're starting to do is work with providers to see, can we take some of these online communities and actually translate those into in-person events? Uh, that's been something that we've heard quite a bit of feedback from, uh, from the uh users uh, who are on our platform today, and it's something that we are working hard to be responsible for. How do you go about deciding what shared interest groups to create? very beginning, uh, we came up with uh, a few uh, groups. What we do after establishing that initial set of shared interest groups is that we threw it back over to our users to actually dig and, and describe what want to be discussing amongst their peers. Uh, we have a really great community moderator who had come on board uh, in the beginning, someone uh, who actually joined us uh, from uh, the university student as an intern, uh, who himself is neurodiverse and really coordinates and facilitates much of the discussion as well as the uh, creation of new board, new discussion groups, which are about discussing more about you know, uh, politics or current events in the area of neurodiversity and autism. Uh, but then after we set up those initial uh, general areas, and that's where we've you know, worked together with the community uh, to be able to bring this uh, into a much more encompassing uh, set of communities that I hope reflects the, you know, exhaustively what our users want to be able to be uh, part of. I haven't heard of companies that have had these shared interest groups before, which I think is a great idea. Why do you think more companies should invest in these groups? I think at the end of the day, it comes down to like what you said, is that life is so much more than just work. It's really about that community development. And so you think about, you know, during the day, someone might be working from, you know, say the morning to the afternoon or morning, morning to early evening. But there's a whole 50% of life that happens outside of that work hours. And so I think companies taking the time to recognize that these groups are about helping folks to realize the potential, not just of the 50% of the time they're at work, but 
the 50% of the time that they're at life, that's something where if you put a little bit of investment in like what we did, we put uh, a little bit of uh, investment in resourcing to be able to host some of these communities. What we started to see is that the satisfaction and the and the feeling of being part of a broader whole became much more prominent. You know, we do we surveys that we uh, have with our uh, users on our platform. We're asking, you know, where can we really improve? And our team, week over week, uses that as ways to prioritize what our platform is developed towards. Uh, and in the very beginning, the feeling was, you know. I know there's a community that's beyond just me, but I don't have a mechanism to actually tap into this uh, group of peers. And so we said, let's invest a little bit to make sure that these shared interest groups are part of our you know, our core ethos. And as a result, now we see this as one of the most active parts of our platform, uh, where uh, you know, in any one day you might have one group that is discussing you know, the uh, latest developments across the world of, uh, of console gaming, you might have another area which is more about art. And then one area which is actually particularly interesting are folks talking about their pets. I think that's uh, that's when you realize there's really a lot more than just you know, somebody's you know, work. That work is just one component of a person's life. And so we want to make sure we can do whatever we can to help make that uh, a broader understanding of a person go core to divergent as a whole. Of those that are on the platform, like what how many of these people are a- accessing remote work? That's right. So for us, we have uh, among this group of 12 area candidates, once they come onto the platform, they are able to take on any request that comes in, any task that they can qualify for, as well as participate across the community, participate across the training that we have. Uh, and we're starting to incorporate this more into uh, what we're hearing from providers like uh, the arts, organizations like universities, provide them a way to also be able to provide content and connections back to their coaches so that there's uh, there's really a way to continue to build up and to upscale folks into roles that are not just what they're seeing today in the remote work side, but also building them towards more job opportunities, more roles in the community that really push more towards this inclusivity priority that I think becomes our North Star as a company. How do we position and become a stepping stone for members of our community who might be able to use remote work as a way to build up a resume, build up an experience that can allow them to uh, become much more competitive to the eyes of a hiring manager once they enter into the community. So that's something that's available across all of our users today. And for the listeners of Autism Stories, how can they learn more about Divergent? I encourage anyone who is interested to check us out at www.divergent.com, D-A-I-V-E-R-G-E-N-T. Uh, we have information that we host on there as well as webinars that we host every month. Uh, we also work with a number of organizations uh, across the U.S. Uh, so we, what I encourage is if anyone is interested to check us out on the website, uh, reach out to us on any of our forms, or they can also send an email over to us at hello at divergent.com. And one of our team uh, would be more than happy to help. Well, Brian, I really enjoyed the conversation and getting the opportunity to learn a little bit more about Divergent. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you for listening to today's episode, and thank you to Brian for the conversation. 
One of the most important aspects of the coaching services of Autism Personal Coach is helping autistic people to get more involved in their special interests because when they do, it can change their lives forever. To get an autism coach for yourself or a loved one to help you to get more involved in your special interests, email doug.bletcher at autismpersonalcoach.com or call or text 216-336-5889 and request a coach today. On the next episode of Autism Stories, Becca Laurie Hector will return to talk about autistic people and marriage. Talk to you then. Conversation is Yeah.